Welcome to episode 29 of the Recording Story Podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Adam Newcomb, and uh, thanks for joining me once again for another episode. Uh, I'm super excited about this episode. I feel like I say that every time, but it's true. <laughs> uh, I got my my buddy, my man, Gavin Sutton, also known as Tennyson Wolf, on Back to the Podcast. Um, he was on way back in like the third episode, I think it was. And uh, I just, I love talking to this guy. I love hanging out with him. And uh, so we chat about his new single that is out today when this episode comes out on May 29th. And uh, it song's called Yesterday's Me. And we, we talk about uh, the, the production and recording process as per usual. And, uh, and, you know, this episode, we just talked about a lot about life and uh, what's going on now with this uh, COVID-19 pandemic and, um, and even just what it's like being uh, an artist and putting yourself out there and all the struggles that he um, endures as an artist and all that stuff. So it, it's a, it was, we had a great talk, great conversation. You're really going to enjoy it. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Gavin Sutton. Welcome back, Gav, to the podcast, man. Thank you. Yeah, we just uh, hopped on uh, Facebook chat or whatever and uh, yeah. started talking. It was like, wait, let's uh, let's wait till we hit record so we don't uh, have nothing to talk about when we actually start recording. So yeah, that's what we tend to. Every time I come over, we talk for like three hours. And <laughs> yeah. then, let's make yeah. this a three-hour podcast. Let's do it. Let's, let's do a marathon. <laughs> All right. I've got nothing better to do. I know, right? People yeah. have nothing better to do than to listen. But things are, I guess, like opening up a bit. As of this week, like uh, yeah. I, I'm able to have people back in my studio again. And oh, they are you? It. Are you comfortable with that? I'm. I am. I'm comfortable with it. Um, ah, cool. I have. Yeah. Just uh, I know for some people, they're they're not, and they don't want to. You know, um, actually, I haven't I haven't encountered anyone that hasn't wanted to come in yet or doesn't feel comfortable. But I'm sure there are out there people that still want to, you know, uh, quarantine and and be safe, which I completely yeah. understand. Yeah, I think there there's definitely a different vibe from I would assume Coburg or well, uh, Hamilton or wherever you want to say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, but, but from that, from Toronto, because uh, yeah. Well, even here, there's a lot of people outside still. Mm-hmm. Um, people act like nothing's going on, but then there are people who are like really freaking out still about this whole thing. I've heard that in the in the like out here, like it's yeah, it's a totally different world in that there's been apparently no real report and there's been no cases out here. Like the hospital's empty. There's no, yeah. no cases. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. And like, especially where I live, like out in the country, like it's funny going for walks out here. There's just more people outside, more people out yeah. walking, like kids playing in front yards with their parents. And you think it was like the best time ever. <laughs> like, you know, you would it's never know it's it. like a pandemic and it's like a bad situation. People are, it's out here. It's a people, you know, a lot of people have bonfires in their backyards and yeah. it's just a different, and, uh, and there's some people that are, I could tell you being more careful and they're kind of being, um, just conscious of distancing and stuff for the most part. But, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely, I can see in a city like Toronto would be a bit of a different, uh, thing going on. <clears throat> yeah. And, I uh, did. I, did I tell you that we had it in my house? You, yeah, you did. You got that. Yeah. Uh, everyone in your house had tested positive, eh? Well, one person tested positive. Oh, okay, um, and then the rest of us were told not to go get tested because, uh, like, if we had it, it would just be a danger to other people, right? Um, they're just so assuming we presumed, that you you have it. Basically, just they're just exactly. Yeah, yeah. We are presumed positive, yeah. and then obviously, uh, there's four of us here right now. Um, three of us got sick and I was the only one who did not or did not show symptoms at least. Like I still, I felt tired under the weather, but not like sick at all. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No outward symptoms, but everyone else, uh, like different symptoms too. Um, one of them just had regular flu symptoms. One of them lost their tense, sense of taste and smell and that was it. Wow. Uh, and the first one who got it had like abdominal pains uh, and they thought it was 
uh, appendix. The, their appendix was like going to burst. Kind oh of man, yeah. So he he didn't even know that um, it was corona. And then he went to the hospital because they thought online doctors were like, oh, your appendix, you have to go to the doctor to get it checked out in case it's going to burst. Right. And then it just turned out they're like, oh no, it's just a weird symptom. So well, I've heard the symptom list is like, a mile long, like the for yeah. for this thing. Yeah, it's it's so three people in this house had completely different symptoms. Yeah, so it's very very weird. And I had nothing, so yeah. Uh, so you would be considered like asymptomatic, eh? Or yeah, which really goes to show that there are people walking around out there that just don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is why it's dangerous, I guess, for people to to just assume they can go outside because they're feeling fine. Right, yeah. So I'm now allowed out of the house, but it was a month for me um, where I wasn't allowed to leave at all. Yeah. Um, they say two weeks from when you first develop symptoms. Yeah. But because I didn't develop symptoms, um, I had to wait two weeks after the last person's two weeks. Oh, okay. That right. makes sense. Right. So the last person showed first the first symptom two weeks after that, and then two weeks after that. <laughs> uh, well, but yeah. So I was the only one that wasn't feeling shitty, but I was the one who had to stay in the house the longest. <laughs> so weird. Eh? It's, yeah, it's a blessing and a curse, I guess. Yeah. And how was that time for you, as far as just like keeping busy, or just you know what was what were your days looking like? What were you up to? So I was still doing my. Uh, I, I talked to Adam about it, but for anyone that doesn't know, I was doing a web development boot camp because um, I got to make money. Uh, so I was learning how to be a web developer. Um, and so my course was throughout that. So I was still in class 10 to 6 online, obviously. Um, so nothing really changed for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and prior to that, I was working from home anyways. So I was the only one in the house who was used to being home all the time. <laughs> Um, obviously I went for like daily walks and I was supposed to like, I usually went groceries or went out with friends, but now I was just like no going out at all, but it wasn't super different. So, uh, yeah, my time was just filled by school. Mm -hmm. Then at six, I, you know, make dinner, uh, watch a movie, read, go to bed. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not much time for anything else anyways. So, right. Yeah, the days start looking like all like it's Groundhog Day, eh? Just every kind of the same thing every day. So I, uh, I have a bad memory. So I, every single day I write down what I do. Mm-hmm. I have like a note in my phone that's just like, kind of like bullet points. You did this, 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 and this. So I can look back and it helps me remember things. Yeah. But throughout the quarantine, I just haven't bothered. All right. So I'm like, what's the point? Every day I do the exact same thing. Literally every day for the last two months, I there's been nothing new or exciting. Um, <laughs> you could have done the so first yeah. day and then just like made a photocopy for 30 more days. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I, it's for me, um, it's funny. It's like the running joke with like studio people and producers and stuff is that we're used to being quarantined and never going out, <laughs> you know, yeah. being in our studios all the time. So it um, was for me, nothing much changed. I was, I, I'm usually at home a lot anyway, and don't go out a ton. And, um, and I was fortunate enough that people, um, I mean, like yourself have like recording setups at home and they're able to yeah. track stuff at home and send it in for mixing or additional tracking on my part and then doing it that way. And, it works for sure and, and there was can yield some good results. It's it, it's also hard too. Like it's the the ultimate obviously is when people can come in and we can work together face to face and do that. But yeah. amazing that we have another option though. It's like I mean, like even I mean, fifteen, twenty years ago we couldn't have done that, you know. So not at all. Yeah. So everything would would have just stopped. So it was things kind of carried on as usual for the most part, just not having, just not being with people physically. But so yeah, kept kept busy. But there's still that kind of thing hanging over your head where it's like, oh, like there's one thing when you if you don't go out a lot, that's one thing. But at least you know for the most part, like oh, if I want to, I can. If I want to go yeah. to the mall or whatever, go to a restaurant just for a break, I can. But just knowing that that just wasn't an option. It definitely weighs on you mentally, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. By the end, I was like, I need to get out of this house. <laughs> um, yeah. It was getting bad, but yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. It is what it yeah. is. And 
and it'll end just like everything comes to an end. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Good things, bad things, at all. Eventually, things come to an end. Yeah. 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 And then the first day I was allowed out, I went for a two-hour walk, um, nice. which was a nice. And then the next day, my knee hurt so bad <laughs> that I could no longer walk. So. <laughs> just overdid it. Just I overdid it, yeah, yeah. and I was like limping everywhere. So it's uh, yeah, very funny. That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm sure that happened to a lot of people that were like went out for runs as soon as you know or jogs and or exercise, and they like got injured so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah, well, man, well, I'm glad that you are okay and that uh, you didn't Thank get you. super sick and all that. That's good. And yeah. the good, good thing is you've got the, what is it, like the antibodies now, right? You'd have immunity and... Yeah, I'd hope so. I'm I'm still going to be cautious. Yeah. Um, not for just my sake, but for the sake of other people. Uh, yeah. Like, I feel uncomfortable going, I go, I'd feel uncomfortable going to see my mom. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know when that will pass. The government obviously has already said like, oh, you're free to go. <laughs> I'll be extra cautious for at least another week or two. Yeah. Just to call it, just be safe about it. But it's nice. The weather yeah. has kind of come around now. We're into almost June and. Because, oh, yeah. Got some, yeah. The last few days have been very nice. Yeah. I got up early this morning, went for a, a bit of a jog and it was just like, this time of year is great because it's not too hot, but it's warm enough that you can go out and go for a run or something like that and not be freezing. And But you're not also not sweating like crazy. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Well, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Thank you. Today we are talking about Gavin's new track um, that we recorded way back in... I shouldn't say way back, something that long ago, but it was like January, was it? January, February, yeah. Yeah, maybe February, yeah. Um, I don't remember, but... Yeah, and it comes out, uh, well, when this podcast comes out, it's, it'll be out today, and people are hearing this. We're doing this beforehand, but... Uh, oh, you're releasing it the day of? Yeah, yeah, so I figured Perfect. that'd be yeah, good timing, good uh, <laughs> cool. yeah, good way to yeah, pump like it. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is May 29th, right? May 29th. Yeah, so... Yeah. A week from this when we're recording this or a week in a bit. Um, yeah. So it's called Yesterday's Me and it's a, mm. it's a great, great song Gav wrote. But uh, um, yeah, well, tell, tell us about the writing process of that song, how that song came to fruition. Yeah. It was just another one of me screwing around on my guitar. Uh, lately, I've been trying to learn a lot more finger picking. Uh, so I... I think at the time I was, you know, trying to find songs that I can finger pick too. So I made like a playlist of songs that were finger picked and started learning them. And, you know, when you start, you have a capo on or you're off or you're just like have a guitar in your lap, you're messing around. And then I came up with the, the riff that is pretty much used throughout the song. Yeah. Um, it's the hook. Yeah. The hook. Yeah. And, I was like, wow, I really like this. And it just kept going and building on that. The lyrics, I I think it, like, it was like a week later after I wrote the riff, I was just trying to like kind of hum along things. And I came up with the very first line of the song, uh, I'll leave it all behind, the superstitions that haunt my mind. <laughs> uh, and from there, I just built off that because it fits so well. And I was like, that's very cool. I like this. And then I built the song around you know, just being better than a past self uh, and trying to improve yourself every day. I, this is something I, I try to do. I, try, I don't find a day is complete unless I'm, I'm doing something productive that, you know, tomorrow me will thank me for now. Right. Um, whether that's like, oh, I'm going to use 30 minutes of my day to, for Duolingo. I'm trying to learn French forever. Nice. Uh, or like I work out or you know, doing this web development course, um, et cetera, just something every day to improve yourself. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much what the song is about. Just being better than yesterday's me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great message, man. When, um, you had showed it to me and I think maybe it showed me another idea too. Like you always send me a couple, I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a couple, yeah, yeah. Uh, you just like two or three or four options of songs that you might want to do. And that, that one just spoke to me for sure as a, like something that's, it's basically always relevant. I mean, there's that, that idea, yeah. that message will never not be relevant. And, um, yeah. And it's just, 
that um, that guitar part, like that guitar playing in it, and that guitar part, and that little kind of instrumental hook riff thing, um, yeah. is this? It's cat. It's it's simply in a simple way very catchy, and I'm very proud with how it turned out. Um, yeah, and I was definitely I'm tr- always trying to like mess around with genre and stuff, and then this time I was like, you know what, I want to do something more like Lonely Walks was. Mm. Um, but it, it didn't exactly turn out to be that. Yeah. It's a weird, I, what would you consider this genre of song? Man, it's like, it almost falls into like, um, I mean, there's, it's like a bit of country in a way. There's a, it's that's a, what I'm thinking too. Yeah. Like if you put a country singer on it, like an actual, with that, with that accent and oh, everything, yeah. it would be straight, you know, Chris Stapleton or something like that. It would see yeah. that's, yeah. When I was writing the song. I was like, this kind of is a vibe of Chris Stapleton, uh, especially like Tennessee whiskey, because yeah. I, uh, a buddy of mine got married a few years back and my old band reunited to play their wedding. Mm. And uh, Tennessee whiskey was the the wedding song, oh. uh, the first dance. Cool. So we played that. Um, and so when I was like writing this song, I was like, man, am I like, is this just Tennessee whiskey? <laughs> uh, and thankfully it's not, but it definitely has that vibe. Um and that's why when I wrote it, I was like, this is a wedding song. This sounds like a first dance song. Uh, and then when we tracked it and you were like, put some, uh, oh my, hits, like uh, chord hits. And it just sounds like the Beatles. Um, oh, what's the, you know, the oh, one? I'm trying to think now. Yeah. One of the most famous Beatles wedding songs. Oh, I'm trying to think now. <laughs> yeah. It's going to bother me forever now if I don't think about it. It'll come up. Remember. Yeah, it'll come up. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up on my phone while we talk. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, you know, and bl- it's like blues, really. It's like a chill kind of bluesy thing. Cause I, yeah, because like, Sta- like Stapleton to me is um, he's more of a blues guy than country even. Like he totally, he's a blues singer. His yeah, it's cu- country blues. Um, I, yeah, I, when I obviously I submitted it to Spotify and stuff, but you have to choose genres. I'm like, is it like Americana almost? Americana, like a soul, yeah, a soul, soul bluesy country. Yeah, I was like, and it's also kind of folky yeah. in a sense. <laughs> um, and then I just rip a guitar solo, which I always love to do. Yeah, and the solo, and I'm thinking about the solo now. It's like it's a kind of, it's a blues solo. It's very much. Yeah, it thing. really is. Yeah. Well, um, why don't uh, why don't we play? Because uh, sure people are like, all right, well, play the play the damn song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't know what we're talking Let's about. Saying, they'll understand what the heck we're talking about. So we'll play the. Uh, actually, we'll play if you're cool. Then we'll play your demo because your demo is amazing that you did. I wouldn't say amazing. It's uh, I was listening to it. I found it on my computer and I was like, oh, this isn't that great. Oh. But yeah, you know what? Play it. Yeah, because then they'll see the improvement <laughs> over time. All right, here's Gavin's demo for Yesterday's Me. I'll leave it all behind the superstitions that harm my mind. And I will become whoever you need me to be. Yeah, I know I can, because I already am. Better than yesterday's me See, I was a latchkey kid No time for discipline But discipline's what I'm gonna have to be If I am to see who I will be Better than yesterday said it all before, but that was the old me, callow yet affable, magnetic and lovable, yeah I know that I can be, cause I'm changing constantly. Put on my big boy shoes Baby steps to deserving you And being the man 
stand out in a room Tomorrow I'll be something to see Better than yesterday's me Leave it all behind the superstitions that harm my mind, and I will become whoever you need me to be. Yeah, I know I can, I already am. Tomorrow I'll be something to see. Better than yesterday. I'm better than yesterday's me. All right, that was Gav's demo. And you'll hear when you hear the full track that, like, we kept his guitar, that main, that guitar he's playing in that, um, fully intact. And that's like, everything in that song and that the way that <laughs> that much. riff doubles up with the vocal and everything is just what makes the song great so yeah yeah uh and the structure stayed the same yep yeah that's one of my favorite parts about this song is the structure because <laughs> there's no it's the first song i've written that doesn't have a real chorus it yeah. has like a an, a hook yes. at the end of um each i guess verse or bridge or whatever yeah um so it's a very weird, when I think about it in terms of like letters, it's like A, A, B, C, D, A. <laughs> yeah. And then at the <laughs> like end of no each sense. letter, that A hook is <laughs> Yeah. It's very weird. Uh, but that's why I loved playing with structure and, and the more weird, the better to me. Yeah. It um, makes you realize that the traditional structure that we norm like everyone uses um of like intro verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus um yes. outro is um it's obviously effective and for a reason of but course. like when with a song like this uh that has it's just kind of verse to verse to verse but then has that hook that you keep hearing it's like so the point is as long as there is something that keeps getting called back like a chorus and yeah. you know and has that like catchy kind of thing that people are yeah, recognizing the song yeah yeah so it's like yeah. that's really it's not like we like that structure has it's just the only good one it's that it's that it works because there's like a things keep coming back that are catchy and and so yeah this this way that you've done this song accomplishes the exact same thing if that makes sense yeah of yeah. course yeah i guess well yeah we'll just play the um the full track now. Just the full track. Check yeah. it out. Here we go. Here's Yesterday's Me. Get out for both magnetic and love. 
The full track, man. So, a few things. The uh, I remember now, like how we um, tracked it, and it was like we definitely both felt that like the um, the song sounds great acoustic and vocal. So we did mm-hmm. acoustic first, and yes, and then you sang a scratch vocal to that, and then we built we built um, from there. And do we do we do drums right after that? Yeah, you actually played. The drums yeah usually like we, we do a lot of um midi drums yeah but you you like hopped on the drum set right away and just started <laughs> playing along with it felt like one of those songs that needed that um 100 yeah, percent to be on yeah. the kit yeah yeah and uh that um and it's just funny like there's there's like i'm remembering now tracking the drums and there was there's just the song is just telling you where to come in and out like Mm-hmm. It, it, every part that I would, I remember, I remember you like when I would be tracking and I'd stop for certain sections or I, at the end just cut out for that whole last verse and outro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like, yeah, I thought it should do it like that too. I always felt like the drum <laughs> should stop. There. It just, it's just obvious. It's like, this is what the song is saying. Isn't that weird how, yeah, the song really speaks to you and it's just like, yeah, stop here. <laughs> yeah, stop here, start here. Yeah, don't, you know, you know, play this little fill, whatever it is. Like, yeah, just... Sometimes the things come together and they're just obvious. Um, we didn't really, yeah, we didn't have to talk about it. You just did it. And I was like, that's exactly how I thought it was supposed to happen. Yeah. Um, really vibed out. Yeah, cool. man. That's, yeah. When a song, when a song speaks to you and is strong and, and, and the song, it sounds weird to say, but like when the song knows what it is, like it's, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. in a, you know what I mean? It has a clear, distinct message and just feel right from the get-go, then mm-hmm. all that stuff is obvious, what you're supposed to do and not do. It's just when a song is unclear and the message is scrambled and, you know, then it's like, I don't know, you know, it's, it becomes very hard to figure out how, how you're supposed to play along to it. And so that's hats off to you for writing a song that just has it's just clear what it is yeah. <laughs> well thank you yeah man. uh for anyone that was screaming at the podcast like 10 minutes ago the song was oh darling by the beatles <laughs> there's definitely uh, yeah. people like yeah driving right yeah now and going ah. yeah great. one of my it's an all-time great beatles song uh but those hits definitely remind me uh boom, bop, bop, boom yeah the, <laughs> it's um, a cool trick for even just like softening the snare drum in a way so it's not so just cr- like a crack it has like a harmonic kind of quality has like a you know yeah see i wouldn't have thought about it like that that's very smart actually it tucks it in yeah so it's not just like yeah. oh there's a snare drum every two and four it's like it just kind of blends it into like the chords more and makes it a little more musical that's brilliant yeah man and that's it's like typical too of like that's um, all you <laughs> <laughs> it's typical of um the six eight is it six eight the time signature? I don't know. It's yeah, it's I believe like, so. Two, three, four, five, yes. six. Yeah, yeah. One. I I thought it was three four, but yeah, six eight works too. Yeah, sure. Same six thing, four. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's just it's at that tempo it works. But this song doesn't have like 
a ton of layers. Like we've done tracks with like tons and tons of layers and keyboards and tons of guitars. And this one from what oh, I remember yeah. was, yeah, the acoustic, acoustic drums, bass, and uh, electric guitar. Like there's only um, like two or three electric guitar tracks, I think. Wow. You know, it was simple that way. Or, yeah, yeah, it was like... It's very funny. I was... Um this is kind of, kind of separate, but I was looking at Facebook memories today. Um, and 10 years ago, my old band in lights recorded a song called on the five, seven, nine with Adam fair. Oh yeah. And we, uh, I had said on my Facebook that we recorded 96 tracks, <laughs> which nice. is insane considering like this song has maybe one fourth that if if that yeah in total like it would be yeah mostly drum all the drum tracks or individual mics on the drums and then yeah a bass yeah. an acoustic yeah there's only one acoustic track just that one part right and then <laughs> yeah. so in total of maybe 25 tracks yeah so 96 to 25 that's a big <laughs> difference <laughs> and um the organ really helps kind of do that pad thing and pad the background yeah out. and then we we went heavy on like the ambient kind of reverb on the acoustic and um the, the electric definitely needed yeah it definitely picked up the song yeah uh, i love i don't like empty space so much in songs same i i like having a sound there all the time yep um so it's it's nice yep. we also uh, i can't not say that the backing vocals my first time having Female backing vocals. Yeah, uh, my partner Victoria was with was in the studio, and she has a music theater background. So I was like, "Yo, hop on there." Yeah, and she crushed those real quick because she knows how to sing, <laughs> like <laughs> <Yes>. myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did awesome. She, as yeah, you can um, hear, it's just a high octave the entire song, all the way through. We yeah. felt like that would be a cool um, texture to Except have. For the, the the last verse, I think she cuts out. That's right. Yes, that's right. Yeah. It's just you on your own, yeah. But uh, it's weird. I I feel the last verse almost, even though it's the same song, it feels different. Hmm. Uh, to me, like it reminds me of it, that last verse. Is how I pictured the song in my mind when I went into the studio. If oh, that makes sense, right? Yeah, just very soft, uh, small, like little guitar in the background, not much going on. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad that we have that aspect and how it ends soft. Yeah. Uh, most songs like try and build itself up and then end really hard. And I'm I'm glad that this was the opposite. Went the other way. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and it, I think it's one of those things too that when the song like so it's ver it's basically kind of a bunch of verses and if you're playing mm -hmm. through all that just drums and everything's going on by like you know, your last verse, it's like, okay, it, there has to be some kind of shift in dynamics and some sort yeah. of like take, take the listener to like a, just a different place. And yeah. so, yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, I'm glad that we were on the same page with that too. Just cut now. And that, that solo man is so <laughs> effective in so many, so many ways. Cause it's like, it's a fairly long, um, when you think about it, fairly long solo, it's a slow tempo it and it's only, yeah. It would be like eight bars, which is like a typical length for a solo, but at that tempo, it's fairly long. But yeah. because you varied like each kind of, um, there's like four sections to it, like four different mm -hmm. kind of, and the way that it ties up at the end, because that's what I, one thing I find with guitar solos is that is ending them, like how to how to like <laughs> you know how to how to come off them just right. Um, so where the vocals got to come back in and, and and all that. So just the way it ties up with the hook. And yeah, great. Thank you. Great section. I, I remember when I finished the solo, it, it, it was like, what? I remember you, were, you just put the track on repeat and I just was like, okay, I'm just going to work with this for a bit. Yeah. Probably took me like, I don't know what, 30 minutes. Not, if, not if even. I, and that's why I think we do that a lot that we're we do. in solo yeah. time and just throw it on loop. And then yeah, Gav just like works it out and works it out till he has this like 
part that is repeatable where, you know, mm-hmm. like some, some players will, um, when they're doing solos, like every time they do a take, it's different. They just do a different thing every, so you just get this part that's honed until it's like just right. And then it's about just nailing it and nailing it with, you know, all the feel and all that stuff. And that's, I like your process that way, man. It's cool. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. For anyone who is curious, I do all my solos in the studio. <laughs> I do not write them beforehand. Yeah. Yeah it's, yeah, it's good though because we, um, like it gives because you're playing to the track, like you're playing to like all the layers. It's one of the last things that we lay down before vocals. Exactly. Be, yeah, 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 yeah. It's much. Yeah, I find it much easier to write once everything else is there, and like all like yeah, melodic parts are in my head, and I'm like, okay, I know where this song's going. I know if I I wanted to match the vocals in this part or not, or yeah. Yeah, so it's a great, no, it's a great solo, man. Um, Thank you. I'm trying to think about any other noteworthy things that we kind of did in the process. Like we have, uh, we've done enough tracks together now. I was going through it, man. Like my old hard drives and folders. Like we've no done way, a really? lot of songs together, like <laughs> including all the height, your old band, like the heights and everything. There's, yeah, there's so many songs that we've, oh, we've yeah, done. upwards of twenty songs, I would think. Yeah, it might it could be more. Like, yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. So, um, you, okay, here's like a question that doesn't have to do with this. What would you say is your the, the favorite track if you had to choose one? If my favorite, if you can remember, like anything stands out to you, even from the heights. Even back to there, oh man, um, I would have to say, I, I mean, I really love the stuff we've been doing recently, and yeah. um, I, I really love this track. This yesterday's me is like it's definitely, definitely up there. Um, man, I, I won't be offended if you forget the title. So if I if you need help, I can help you out. Oh my god, I am forgetting titles. Um, it was actually Christmas, not this past year, but. The year before, we we did a song that December, and there was something about that tune. I'm gonna find the title now. Yeah, please do. Yeah, <laughs> so curious, because I know I know which one is my like my magnum opus that I think <laughs> is the best tune. I'm curious if it's the same one. Okay, okay. And it's it's funny. Pe- a couple people have asked me recently, like, "Oh, do you know when a track's gonna be big that you work on?" Mm-hmm. And uh, my answer is no. I ne- I ne- I never know, and I've been like you know r- wrong a lot of times about what I thought was going to be a big song and songs yeah. that like Lonely Walks is a good example of a song that I like I love that song like and Same. I never thought it would do what it's done like I didn't think it was going to be like I thought that we had done songs in the past that were and even since then that were better but like Same. it's just yeah. right like just personally like you know but obviously. Yeah. And, and that's one thing I've said to people is like, um, you know, when, when, um, writers and people in the studio will go, Oh, like I just wrote a hit or just wrote a, you know, whatever. And it's like, man, that that's cool to be confident about your music and what you're doing, but the public ultimately decides what's a hit and you just, mm-hmm. you know, you, you never know until stuff gets out there and the people take it and they like it or they don't. And it, you know, so yeah. Yeah. You really know nothing about, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a, uh, a saying in like the writing world where it's just like an author, as soon as you're finished the work, the author like doesn't really own it anymore. It's in like the people's <laughs> like whatever they have to say about it doesn't matter. Right. It's the people's opinion. It's yeah. Uh, and it really is the same with songs, which is like, it, it it's really, um, you almost have to like, yeah, let go of like your attachments and your, um, how you feel about it. I mean, at the end of the day, like you just want to be happy with what you made, but then hoping that it's successful or knowing it's going to be successful or is something you just have to let go of as an artist. And it just, you just put it out. You just know you like it and you think it's great and then you put it out and then it does what it does. And that's, yeah. that's it. That's all, all you can do. Figure out the name of that song. Uh, yeah. So it was, uh, uh, like this, I is like this. Yeah, I, I like this. Yeah, very good. But also, like, um, again, up up there with like like a civil, yeah. And uh, um, I also was a really big fan of uh, the side of midnight when we. Oh, there we go. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, the side of midnight's my my favorite song. I think. <laughs> yeah, not that I can like choose. Well, yeah, it's the one I go back to most often because. I think that's a song that I could talk about forever because it has uh, all of the previous songs from the from 
the year before and that year that I recorded songs, it has aspects of all of them. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because I was I was planning on releasing an album, um, and I still plan on and pressing an album, uh, just a small, short. What's it called? Limited press, I guess. Cool. Yeah. Um, but the ten songs that were on it all are referenced in this side of midnight even like guitar parts are like i could bring them back in small ways and yeah uh the structure of that song everything about that song i love but yeah man like this was a definitely a weird turning point for i don't know i feel like there's like a if a side a and side b on an album like that's track a of side b like right. it's obviously like a like oh this is different yeah I, I i really like that song and that song actually is my number one on iTunes. Oh, wow, wow. So Spotify and iTunes, completely different plays right. for everything. Uh, and like this is the number one on iTunes. Uh, so people must relate to that one, at least if you listen to iTunes. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I, I feel like that's why um, I, have, I have good memories of that. I, I was really excited about it because of that. It was, there, I felt like a shift in the way that even we were working together and, yeah. you know, just, and their, the approach and the sound that you wanted to go for and everything. So it was, it was just exciting. It was like, oh, this new, this new kind of chapter. In, uh, yeah. Cause I think it was after, so everything before that, I had already recorded because I'd moved to a Callowit. And I remember writing like this in a Callowit. And so everything that I released the year before, The Wild might be Lonely Walks TV show, mm -hmm. had come out and been recorded. And then then Lonely Walks blew up. Mm -hmm. And so going back into the studio with like this, it was like, oh, now I have songs. Like people might actually hear this. Right. Uh, right. And there's like an, there's an energy to that where it's just like, oh, I now I'm excited because people could actually like pick this up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like this, yeah, like this people did pick up. So that was kind of a cool thing. Very cool. Yeah. Um, speaking of Lonely Walks, so yeah. it's, uh, so we did a, we did a podcast, I think it was like the third episode that I, yeah, that yeah. I ever did. Yeah. And uh, about the song, Lon Gav's song, Lonely Walks. And uh, um, it has, it's a song that, Keeps on giving it away. Like it, it hit another playlist. I think you saw it. Did. You posted yeah. recently. Yeah. 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 A few weeks ago, it got onto another playlist, which yeah. is so silly. It's like been a, what, two years since it came out? A couple of years. Yeah. Let me see here yeah. on, on Spotify. 2018. Yeah. It's been out for two years. Right. Yeah. It's two years on in July, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it still yeah. just keeps getting hit on the odd playlist on Spotify. And it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so what are, I'm curious, like on, so then on, um, iTunes, Apple Music. What's yeah. how's it done there compared to Spotify? And what's uh, still does well. It's like iTunes shows you the Shazams you get. Mm. I guess people still use Shazam, yeah. uh, but Lonely Walks is always the only one that gets Shazams, right? Which is interesting. Um, yeah, interesting. But it's very interesting to see my like. I'm going to look at my top songs right now uh, on. Oh, it didn't, it froze or something. Here it goes. So it, in this order, the top five are like this, then Lonely Walks, then this side of Midnight, which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, then the Wild might be Civil, Thunder, Lightning. Uh, so it's just, uh, it's different than Spotify where Lonely yeah. Walks is like number one forever. And then it might be, uh, might be oh, like, and like this is probably right behind that. It's so. third. Yeah. Yeah. It's, right. it's yeah. up there. Yeah. 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 So it's, uh, man, it's so weird. And those two, just like those two platforms that there would be such a different. Oh, it's very funny because Lonely Walks is obviously has like 300,000 plays right now on, on Spotify. Mm -hmm. So it's like far and above the top song yeah. on my Spotify. But like this has uh, about f five times as many plays as Lonely Walks on iTunes. Huh. That's, so uh, it's, it's a huge disparity. Uh, disparity is that the word? Yeah, yeah. just yeah. a big gap. <laughs> it's a big just gap, a giant too. gap. Yeah. Uh, um, and and like so, th this like fascinates me. So like the the difference being that with Spotify playlists, so Lonely Walks right off the bat did well mm -hmm. in the, on the playlist, and it's still getting put on playlists. And um, whereas Apple Music is just a different. They have their playlists, but there's not um, 
from what I understand, getting on their like curated playlist is extremely difficult, much more than yeah, even Spotify. No idea how to do it or... Mm. I don't think any of my songs have been on any playlist. I think Apple Radio is a thing, mm. which uh, yeah. I still, I don't know what that is yeah. <laughs> exactly, but I've had, it says 192 radio spins for like this. Oh, and you didn't so submit I, or you didn't like have to? Nothing. No I don't way. know how that happens, mm. um, but it's somehow people have found my music, which is very nice. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't do much in, in terms of uh, promoting it, which is my fault. Uh, I'm just not, I don't know how to promote myself. I don't know how to do it. I feel uncomfortable doing it. Yeah. I released a uh, a video yesterday of just like an acoustic version of Might Be. Yeah. Um, and that, the whole time recording, I was like, I feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm like, I, do people like this? But I guess other people, they might. Yeah, <laughs> people, right. Yeah. People commented on it. They seem to like it. Uh, but I just, I don't know. I feel uncomfortable putting myself out there, which is weird for a musician uh, who releases music and puts himself out there all the time. So <laughs> It's like you have, you're like got your like one foot in, of, like as far as in the pool of like putting yourself out there and, mm-hmm. but don't want to fully like jump in it, jump in and emerge yourself. And it's, I, uh, uh, yeah. It's weird because in my, I'd never post on my personal account, mm. Instagram, because when I, when I'm about to post something, I'm like, in my mind, it flashes like, why are you doing this? Right. Like, what do you hope to achieve? Yep. You either just want attention, you want, you, you, that's, and I'm not saying everyone wants attention. I'm just saying when I post, like yeah. my motivation is like, I need someone to like something that I do yeah. right now. Yep. Uh, and so then I just, I can't bring myself to do it because I'm like, oh, I'm such a phony. I'm like, weird. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so needy and, you know, why, why can't I get what I need just, you know, on my own? Why do I have to get like other people's approval? Yeah. I, I, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. then when it comes to music and, and Tennyson, I'm like, oh man, I, I have to mm. post things because I don't know how else anyone's going to, like, I want people to interact with my music. I really want people to talk to me about that. And I love that. Um, yeah. But then there's like that, oh man, like what do I do? I post a selfie on my my music account and then it's just like, oh, it's warring worlds basically between my personal life and my my tennis inside. And that and that's funny, like even just having a alternate, like you have an alias, you know, of yeah. Tennyson Wolf, like you almost have to like flip a switch in your brain where it's like, you okay, really I'm do. Tennyson. And that guy is a shameless self-promoter and <laughs> not, you know, not afraid of putting himself out there and like, not and then yet. when, you know, when you're done being Tennyson, go back to, you know, Gavin, the, the humble, quiet, you know, guy that just wants to be, uh, um, alone and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah not yeah. alone but not alone but you know just just he doesn't want to like be. wrestling with my own demons like i uh, tennis and gavin are the same people like they i still want people to pay attention and and enjoy what i do but gavin is definitely more shameful <laughs> uh, very much <laughs> like uh I, people are gonna see through this and they're gonna think i'm stupid for for posting a selfie right, uh, or yeah. tennis and i'm like well i have to post a selfie or else no one will remember I exist so it's weird you know it's um one of those things that uh, I just related to even doing um doing this podcast even where for years I was like I wanted to do it but then it's like who am I to do this and who would even who would even want to listen who would even care like what do I even have to say and it I struggled with that before I got started and then finally just said screw it I'm just gonna do it and um it has taught me a lot about, cause I'm very um, much like a perfectionist where I want, I'm not putting anything out until I think it's Same. perfect until yeah. I'm like, you know, I've done so much tweaking and editing and I've just massaged whatever it is so much yeah. before it goes out and yeah. And you're the same. And, um, but like this, doing this podcast is like taught me to let go of things and th- not everything has to be so perfect and so polished. And that actually in a lot of cases being too perfect is bad and that it's actually people don't like that. And that I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and it's um, it's not fun being perfect. It's not. It's much it's more not, fun hearing people's like hard the hard times doing things without a struggle. It's not. It's not fun. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's being being a little like 
it's just like being authentic, you know, like just having, having mistakes or little, little issues or whatever, little, um, just imperfections in what it is that you do. And this, this, uh, yeah. So like I've learning that lesson, learning to, to let go and it's been good and it, it goes against everything, every, everything that <laughs> I'm about for, <laughs> that I've been about for a long time. And, it, but it's, uh, it's, but it's one of those things that, um, when, so the doing this podcast is built like, you know, this little audience mm-hmm. and you always want it to be bigger. Like you're, of you course. just always want to be getting more downloads and I want a bigger audience. Yeah. But then, and then again, it's been another lesson where it's like, no, you serve the audience that's in front of you, no matter what size it is. And you just, you just, they're here yeah. and they're listening and you know, they want to know what you have to say with your songs, man. And they want to, they're, they're, they're waiting to, um, to hear. And, you just service them. You just like, you know, and, and that audience will, it, it, it'll, it'll grow over, over time or whatever, but just, um, I don't know. They're, they're the, the point is that there are people that really want to know what you have to say, and they're really invested in you and they care about you and, 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 you know, which is so interesting. Like what you said, how you're like, who am I? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, who am I to, that people would want to listen to me, but it's true that I, I release things or I put things out and people, listen and interact and uh so, someone sent me a, a playlist uh two weeks ago like I, I had a i released on my own playlist and i was like people listen if you got some songs that you want me to listen to let me know so someone created a playlist for me uh and it was great and i was like this is this is so cool no one has ever done this for me before <laughs> that's so cool yeah someone took the time to like do that because they yeah they they like you that much. Like they just want to connect with you. They, they were just trying to figure out a way. Like, how do I connect with, and it's, with it, Gavin? It's and so they, touching. Yeah. But at the same time, like, man, who am I? Like, what? <laughs> I'm just some dude. I'm, 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 I'm nothing special, but uh, it's very, very, very lovely. Yeah. Well, um, when you think about it too, man, you, it's not like you just started this, you know, today, like you've been doing music for a long time. You think way back to like your first bands when you were like, like, you know, you were, I've been doing music for like 17 years now. Yeah. So like, if you look at it as, um, I like to think of it as like a marathon race, like you're, you're miles and miles into the race. And so you have people that are, you know, they're just getting started in their journeys or whatever. And so they're looking at you going, man, they admire who you are, what you did, where you've been and, and all that you've become. And, and so it's, um, yeah. So I know we always feel like we want to be further in our marathon mm-hmm. and, and everything, but we've uh, come a long way for sure. And, and people admire it and they respect it. So. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm happy that, that anyone listens, uh, let alone actually interacts with my shit so (laughs) (laughs) the other thing too i think is what's going on with that like that not wanting to put yourself out there is like when you do i'm like relating this again to doing the podcast Mm -hmm. is that when you do you put yourself you're open to like people uh, to criticism and people calling you out on like things or being like hey man that last song you put out sucks (laughs) and you know i don't know like and and even and for me in the podcast it's like oh you know like that guy has no good ideas and what he says is, is, isn't even right. Or, you know, who does he think he is that all that comes up and it's like, and then you realize the reason why you, you don't, um, you don't promote yourself as much is because you just don't want to, you want to accept that criticism or you don't open yourself up to it. it. Yeah. You just, you're safe. You're safe when you just, when you're just quiet, you know, no one can attack you. No one can say, Hey, that guy's too loud and proud or he's too full of himself, whatever. You're hitting all the buttons right now, man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I struggle with it too, man. I struggle with it too. And it's, um, but it'll always eat at you if you, if you just don't put yourself out there, you'll always just, you know, a hundred percent. I always think about like, Oh man, if I had just tried a little harder back then, uh, maybe things could have turned out differently kind of thing uh, for everything in life but off, especially music where when I was like in my early 20s I'm like man I, I should have pushed harder and committed 100% to music uh, right and I guess I could still do the same now but I'm, in, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing with Tennyson and I'm enjoying the journey that I'm on right now 
Yeah. Um, and you got a good flow going, man. Yeah. You're putting stuff out really um, regularly. Yeah. And, you know, you've been really on top of that and being consistent with, with that. So your fans are like getting consistent, you know, content from you, which is like, it keeps people hanging around yeah. and keeps them as fans. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get back to the studio yeah. soon. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> man. We can, we can probably do it fairly, not, fairly soon. Now that COVID's to... out of my system, I can, <laughs> yeah. I'm probably the safest person to come over. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, you be. Yeah, man. No, I, I can't wait till we can 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 do that again. Because so, oh, normally we're we we hook up every. I feel like every two months, usually month, or three months, maybe. Yeah, we, we do, every few months yeah, I come by yeah. and do one or two songs, and then I save them up uh, for like a, a thing. But then this hit, I was I was planning on recording more, obviously, but um, COVID hit. I was in school money's always an issue so it's just like i think i'll just release this now because usually I, I do the back end of the year um but this just seemed like a nice time to release this song um and so hopefully i'll have more songs soon uh i've been writing a bit obviously it's been hard it's funny everyone's had so much free time like around me like people are just like oh yeah like i i work used to work nine to five and now like you know you work a few hours a day and uh, there's not much to do because of COVID. And I'm like, oh man, I'm so busy all the time. <laughs> yeah. I've got stuff to do constantly because I'm also working at the same time as I was in school. Um, and, you know, just trying to like work out every day or uh, you do um, create new meals. I've never had to cook so much in my entire life. Uh, I definitely have been saving money because I haven't been eating out, but um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I haven't had too much time for music, but uh, I have written a few things that I'm very excited to go back to the studio. Awesome. I, I can't want to go. Yeah, man, I can't wait to hear the the new ideas. Yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, everyone has been, uh, all the writers out there have just been writing fiercely and just so much throughout this um, like, last two months, I guess, of being locked down and um it's going to be i think it's gonna be a lot of good songs that are going to come out from this yeah. whole thing i've yeah. also heard like and i agree with if you're an artist don't feel the you you have to yeah just because you sure. have the time doesn't mean it's you should be you don't have to feel like you had to utilize this time um it's okay to take a break. Yeah. yeah yeah and i'm i'm trying to like i'm saying this more to myself than anyone else because i I'm like, man, right now I could have time to be working on music, but I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just play some Zelda because <laughs> <laughs> I'm addicted to that right now. Or, oh, I just want to sit down and watch a movie with my roomies. And um, it's okay to Yeah, to you don't have to be productive all the time. Yeah, no, it's no. okay to, it's okay to relax. Yeah, take it easy. Yeah. It's because um, I mean, soon enough, everything's going to fire up again and everyone's going to be super busy all over again. And yeah, you know, it's, so, it's been yeah. a nice, even though it's an awful thing that's happening, it, it, there is a positive and upside where you just, you have time to breathe. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, I think it's shown us all a lot about ourselves and that as much as like when things were normal before this, you know, quote unquote normal mm-hmm. um, and people were you know, busy, busy and, and everyone in there, in there, you know, are thinking, I just wish I had a break. I wish everything would just stop and I could just take a break and mm-hmm. be at home. And so then we got that <laughs> yeah. and then that drove a lot of people crazy after like, after a week, you know, or two pe- yeah. you know, people want it. So it's like, you know, there's things that you think you want and then you get it and you realize, well, it's not exactly, <laughs> it's not ideal to be like, you know, at home and having nothing, not much to do for too long. We start to go kind of crazy. So being, it's just balance, right? It's just yeah. having balance in your life. Yeah. The world's going to look very different after this, I think. I think so too. Yeah. And it's, it's, I think for, for the better in some aspects, for yeah. the worse in some others, but, uh, yeah. Different for sure. I'm I'm nervous and excited to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think for the better too, man. I think that we'll all appreciate each other um oh, yeah. being around each other more and yeah. um we'll appreciate going to concerts, seeing live music. It's going to be more. I had tickets to see uh Bleachers, which is one of my favorite bands in June, um and now it got canceled and moved to 2021. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Like everything, all cultural events uh, have just been pushed back and canceled. Yeah, man. So like this year is going to be like a year without culture, well, live culture, which is very sad. Yeah, summer concerts and festivals are just, you know, they're like the highlight of the summer. So the fact that that's just not going to be a thing this summer is a bummer. One of my, my resolutions for the new year was to see at least a concert a month. Uh, and like try and go to more local shows too. Yeah. Uh, and then the last concert I saw was Joan. I don't know if you know Joan. No. Great two-piece band. Um, definitely listen to them. Actually, I've shown you some of those songs before. Oh, okay. Um, but I saw them on my birthday, February 28th. Or no, it was it was Valentine's Day, February 14th. Uh, and then that was the last one because then, you know, a month later the virus took control. Right. Uh, and now I'm not going to see a concert until <laughs> who knows when. It, 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 that's the other lesson too. Is like, man, don't put certain things off because you don't know if it, it's just going to get taken away from you at any point. Like it's, you yeah, know, it's, really. Yeah. <laughs> I did a simple thing. Like I had a haircut appointment, <laughs> which I was overdue for right yeah. before this thing happened. And I canceled it because I was like, I'm busy. I don't have time to go and yeah. too much going on. And then this happened. I'm like, I'm, uh, it would kill for a haircut. <laughs> yeah, this is the longest my hair has been in years yeah yeah which is kind of cool but at the same time i'm I'm getting over it yeah yeah you like to keep it uh nicely nicely trimmed trimmed. yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. kept yeah well man i won't take any more of your time yeah Uh, appreciate yeah appreciate man you uh you coming on again and Uh, thank you for having me yeah, dude, it was good. It was really good to see you, and good to. Uh, I'm glad that you're you're okay. That uh, you thank you. To get sick, man. Yeah, yeah. And congrats on finishing school too. Uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, it's an exciting journey that I've been on. Um, we'll see what happens next. Maybe I'll make you a website one day. <laughs> yeah, you, I need, you already have I need one, a new but... website design. Actually, man, we'll have to talk about Ooh, that. I, okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mine's looking. It's looking tired. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. Sweet man. Well, cool. um, yeah. Tell tell everyone where they can find you online again, and um, and where this track yesterday's me, where they can find it, and all that stuff. Sure. Everywhere. Uh, just look up Tennis and Wolf. T E N N Y S O N space W O L F. Um, and uh, tw- except for Twitter, Twitter's Gavin Sutton. Um, just cause I didn't bother having a Tennyson account. I am Tennyson, so it's fine. Just double it up. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. And, and people can find the track on uh, Spotify. Yeah. It'll be up on. everywhere. May 29th. Um, and fingers crossed for some playlists. Come on, Spotify. Come on, yeah. you're listening. <laughs> I don't think they listen to this podcast. <laughs> I just want, I just want one song to beat "Lonely Walks." I just, that's yes, what I want. that's my new goal. Every time I write a song, I'm like this one's gonna be the one. <laughs> well, it's coming, man. It'll it'll happen. All right, thanks, man. Goodbye. And that was my conversation with Gavin Sutton, also known as Tennyson Wolf. Um, and as always, I want to highlight some things that we talked about that I thought were worth highlighting. All right. This, this first thing I want to highlight is it seems like, uh, insignificant when Gab said it, but uh, it kind of caught me. And when he said, uh, we were talking about, um, how often he's releasing music and putting out songs. Um, he said that, you know, I'm really enjoying doing, doing Tennyson and, and the, like the flow that I'm in I'm paraphrasing, but in kind of the flow I got going, and uh yeah he just said he's really enjoying it and that was that's something that really um is special in a lot of ways because especially because there for some people they aren't enjoying it putting doing their music unless they're putting a lot of music out and they're doing a ton of things and they're playing tons of shows and touring and and you know just being so so busy with it and um and for Gav, he has this flow where he has like his life and his work uh, outside of music and school. And um, he's like carved out this kind of path and this um, way of putting up music and doing his music that he's enjoying. And I'm like, I just thought that was the coolest thing. And uh, so I thought it was just, again, worth highlighting that uh, that's very cool that he is enjoying where he's at with his music. Not a lot of artists. It's weird, but not a lot of artists could say that. So 
Good for you, Gav. <laughs> I love it. And the other thing I want to highlight is um, it, it ties into the episode I put out last week about um, the insecurities that all artists face when it comes to putting themselves out there. And um, Gav really uh, shares, yeah, his 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 struggles with with putting out content, even posting a picture of himself or recording. He's been recording himself just playing. Um, singing his songs on guitar uh, leading up to the release of this new track to kind of you know build some uh, interest and build some uh, and to you know, just promote this new single coming out and it's uh, he's struggled doing that he struggled really because he feels uh, like he's uh, some kind of phony or like he, no one really is this is anyone really even gonna care and why am I doing this? You know, do, is there some uh, other deeper underlying issue I'm not addressing? And and so Gav just highlighted what everyone feels like for the most part. Some a lot deeper and, and worse than others, but um, I think that uh, generally we all kind of struggle with this. I've t- I talked about doing the podcast, and now it's a weekly struggle for me that I put myself through to sort of retrain the way I think about putting myself out there. And also it helps me. F- Uh, understand what artists feel like when it comes to putting themselves out there and having to put their name out there and their face out there um it's i i feel like i understand more of what artists go through by doing this podcast so listening to gab talk about his struggle i hope that helps you feel a little better and that you're not alone and that uh, most artists i think all artists deal with it at different levels so just feel uncomfortable feel um you know feel like the phony feel like an some kind of imposter when you're putting yourself out there and just do it anyway and the more you do it the easier it gets so uh consistency i think is the key when it comes to this so yeah that's it that's all i want to highlight thank you so much for checking out this episode i really really appreciate everyone listening in i love hanging out with you love talking and it was great to do a podcast with uh with uh, an artist again I haven't done one for a while i missed that and there'll be more uh, a lot more of these coming out uh, in the future uh, so uh, be sure to tune in and uh, if you could leave a review subscribe on itunes and all that good stuff and spotify that would be hugely appreciated and uh, until next time stay inside and make some great music music